Come on, let's give all, don't we have some great kids in this church? Come on, we got some great, didn't you love seeing our worship team kind of expand into our young people this morning? Wasn't that great? And Caesar, the MC of the house today, come on, amazing. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. And Mother's Day is a special time, I know, for so many people because there's something about a mother's love. How many, how many can say amen to that? Some of you only have a face a mother could love, and, and so thankful for moms uh, that could do that for us. You know, so, so many of us. Mom, moms are wonderful. I, th I think Mother's Day is a special day, and I can think back on, on my childhood, uh, all the different things my mom taught me. There's, there's a difference between a mom and a dad. How many know that to be true? Like, like, like when, when I was, uh, it was time to learn me to tie my shoes, my dad would teach me to tie them together just so that I would fall and, and hurt myself, and, and that'd be funny. And my mom taught me actually how to tie my shoes and uh, taught me how to say my ABCs. She was a kindergarten teacher so I went totally prepared first day of kindergarten and uh, made her proud and and I can think back of all of the different things my mom I don't know if you noticed my mom is very good at matching outfits like like just I mean all you gotta do is just take a look today from top to bottom every detail completely matched perfectly all the way down to the shoes that she has on today and uh, I didn't learn how to match outfits from my dad let's just say that I learned from my mom you know my mom, some talents that, that, that my mom had. I remember I grew up in an era where um, we didn't have cell phones or cordless phones. I know that's dated me quite a bit. Um, and so in order for moms to continue to do all the things necessary around the house, they had to have a super long telephone cord. And so we had like a, a 25 foot cord, coil, it, was like a, it was like a coily cord all the way down to the floor. And literally my mom could go room to room, still talking on the phone uh, with that cord. Does anybody remember those, you know? And so I'd, I'd have to like, I'd be yanking on it. It's amazing, my mom, she could cook dinner, uh, she, she could clean the house. She could set the table. And, and, and all the while, she can talk on the phone while I'm pulling on it. That's, a, that's an amazing thing. Only a mom can do that. So let's give it up for all the moms this morning. Can we do that? Let's give them all a big round of applause. All right. So good to have all of, all of you here this morning uh, on Mother's Day. If you come and you say, I want to give a tithe or an offering, uh, the way that we do that here is there, there's envelopes under the chairs today. And uh, if you're giving with cash or a check, you can put it in an envelope. And then on your way out this morning, you drop it in the, um, the giving boxes. If you're, if you're giving online today, if you're watching online, like to participate in giving, you can do that via our app or you can text easy123 to the number 77977. You can follow the prompts and give that way. Very safe, very secure way to give electronically. Amen. So we're gonna release our children to their Sunday school classrooms. We're gonna give mama a break right now. And uh, then we're gonna get into the word today. I believe God wants to speak to us. How many believe that? I said, I believe God wants to speak to us. How many came here for a word from God? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many know that God places such a high value on women? Not very many of you. How I many you know God places a high place of honor, high value on women? That's all through the Bible. Matter of fact, if you look at God's first prophecy, from the mouth of God himself, Adam and Eve had just partaken and eaten the forbidden fruit. They just messed up for all of us. They just, they just screwed up all of mankind. And we know that sin entered the world. And so God, in his love for us, 
already was working out a plan. He was already hatching a plan uh, to save all of mankind. And, and he's trying to, to develop this, 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 this plan to clean up this whole mess. And in Genesis 3.15, God is prophesying uh, to Adam, to Eve, and to Satan. And, and he, he looks at Satan in, in verse 15, and he says this to the devil. He says, I'm going to put enmity or strife between you and the woman. That's why women hate snakes, by the way. I'm gonna put strife between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and he shall crush your head. And so just, just kind of grab a hold of this. So in God's first prophecy, he says, I'm gonna fix all of this. I'm gonna save the day through a mama. That's what he said. He said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save the day through a mom. I'm gonna choose a mom to bring about or deliver a baby, and this baby is gonna be the savior of the world. And then God prophesied to Satan and said, Satan, the only thing, the worst that you'll be able to do is bruise his heel. And so you'll be able to bruise his heel, but guess what's gonna happen? He's gonna crush your head. He's gonna crush your head. And, and, and we understand that that's exactly what happened. On, on, on the cross, and we know that Satan was able to bruise Jesus' heel by, by nailing Jesus' hands and feet to a cross. And, and, but when you read the story, the Bible says they lifted up the cross and they dropped it into the ground. Now the interesting point, and the Bible is so magnificent, is that the place where Jesus was lifted up and dropped into the ground was the place called Golgotha, which means uh, the, 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 the skull. And so obviously this, this mountain looked like a skull. And so just like Jesus, the, God said to Satan, you're gonna bruise his heel, but he's gonna crush your head. And that's exactly what happened when they lift Jesus up and his foot it literally went down into the ground. A beautiful picture of Jesus crushing the head of Satan, prophecy fulfilled, and God saved the world, and he did it through a mama. Aren't you grateful for moms this morning? You can fast forward into Exodus chapter two, and there's a, there's a beautiful mother there. Her name is Jochebed. What a name, Jochebed. And, and she has a son by the name of Moses. And the Bible says that when she saw uh, that he was a beautiful child, she hid him for three months, all right? And and the reason that she was hiding her son is because during this time, uh, the children of Israel were in bondage to the Egyptians. And Pharaoh was, was concerned that the Israelite, uh, the slave labor, his, 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 his people that were doing all the, the heavy work of the country, he was, he was concerned that they were growing and multiplying so fast that eventually they'd outnumber the Egyptians and attempt an overthrow and attempt a coup. And so he says, I've got to, I've got to manage population. And so he, he went to the midwives of the nation and said, hey, if, if there's a male child, uh, you need to kill the child. The problem is, is that if someone goes into becoming a midwife, they like kids, right? And so the midwives refused to do this and, and Pharaoh kind of found out about that and so he basically gave permission for anyone in the nation, for any male child under the age of two, just to toss him into the Nile River. So he's, he's literally kind of putting a stamp of approval on, on murder. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you seeing that? You think, you think we're in some racially tense times now. Think back to how wicked uh, this, this world has been. And so Jochebed gives birth to this baby named Moses. And after three months, she's realizing he's making a lot of noise now. He's getting kind of loud. And so I can't really hide him anymore. And so she does something very amazing is she gives Moses. She gives, turn to your neighbor and say give. She gives, she gives Moses away. She intentionally creates a pathway for Moses to end up in Pharaoh's house. 
Are you following me? You're following the story. She, she gives her baby, she gives her offspring. And it's, it's kind of interesting that, that in the Bible it says, give and it will be given back to you. How many believe the Bible that it's true? And so here's this picture of, of Jochebed giving her son Moses. And, and here's the thing, when you give, it leaves your hand, but it never leaves you. When you give anything, whether it's money or time, when you give, it, the Bible says it's given back to you. So it, it, it leaves your hand for a moment, but it comes back multiplied in your future. So here's this mother, Jochebed. She gives Moses, and, and she gives him as a three-month little baby, and it looks like he's gone. It looks like he's never going to return. He, Moses has left her hand, but, but he doesn't come back as a little baby. He comes back in the future as a deliverer. He comes back with the rod of God in his hand. He delivers an, an entire nation that's been in bondage for, for 400 years. He comes back with signs and wonders, a mighty hand. What she gave came back multiplied. Somebody shout amen. It, and here's the thing. it didn't just Moses didn't just come back to set her free. He came back to set an entire nation free. There's something about a mom. There's something about a mother. Time and time again, God used a mama to save the day. Aren't you grateful for the moms in the house this morning? All right. Now this morning, what I wanna do is I wanna, I wanna go back to a text that we were, we were in last month. We were in the Jesus Culture series. It's a text in Matthew chapter 15. And uh, you can go ahead and turn there if you have your Bibles today. But, but I wanna take another look at it this morning on this Mother's Day because the story is about a mom. It's about a praying mom. It's a tremendous story about a mom. And I think we could take a deep dive back into this story. And, and I think mama can teach us a lesson. How many know mama can teach you a lesson once in a while? I think the story in the Bible, this mama is going to teach us a lesson this morning. And that's the title of my sermon, Mama Going to Teach You a Lesson. Matthew chapter 15, beginning with verse number 21. The Bible says this, that Jesus went out from there and he departed to a place called Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and she cried out to him and said, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came to Jesus and they said, hey, send her away. She's, she's driving us crazy, crying out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then she came and she worshiped Jesus saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it's not good to take the little children's bread, and throw it to the dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. But even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. I, I love this story. I love this story for a lot of different reasons, but one of the reasons is, is that this woman, we know that she's not a Hebrew. She's not an Israelite. She's a Syro-Phoenician woman, which means that she's an outsider. She's an outsider to the things of God. She's outside of the covenant that God had made with Israel, yet her story is right here in plain view for us to read about in the Bible. And I think we can learn so much from this particular mama, all right? I, I, I never underestimate the power of a mama's prayer. 
that's the first thing that we can see is this this woman came to Jesus and she's bringing a request to the Lord. And, and it just kind of reminds me, I grew up and my mom every single day would pray with me before I went to school. And this started when I was very, very young and it, 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 it ended on my last day of school. And I tell you what, there were times when, when uh, you know, I was in high school and, you know, late for class and I'd be running to see him, mom, I'm running out the door and, and she's like, get back here. I'm like, ah. I forgot, I'm running back in, and I'm like, ah, go to the door and, and hold her hand, and she would just pray protection over me, and I thank God, because I believe that a lot of those prayers, God is still answering to this day, that, they, that they're still benefiting my life to never underestimate. Some of you today, you're saved because of your mama's prayers. Like, like without your mama's prayers, you have no hope at all. But today, you're, you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit because of mama. She prayed for you. She saved the day in your life. So this morning, I want to look at this story, and I want to look at three specific things, three lessons that mama is going to teach us right here. And so the first thing we, we see is that she comes to Jesus and you gotta kind of picture the Bible once in a while. You just can't read it. You gotta try and picture it. But she comes to Jesus and she says, have mercy on me, oh Lord. So I mean, this woman's in a desperate hour. She's in a desperate place. And the reason is, is because she says, my daughter is severely demon possessed. And so what she's saying is, is I've got no peace. Anybody ever had a problem at home, you recognize that when you have no peace at home, that's a hard, that's a hard place to live. And so she's, she's recognizing that the, the power of the devil, that her daughter is demon-possessed, so there's a power working in her family's life. There's a torment that's happening to her daughter, and she believes, actually she has confirmed it to be a demonic spirit that's, that, that is tormenting her daughter. And she knows it's demonic because there's no peace in the home. I think that's one way that we recognize the, the, the work of the devil is when there's no peace, that means he's at work. He's stirring something up. He's, he's trying to develop some, something in the home. And because we know Satan, what does he do? He brings oppression. He, he, he torments. And, and, and when, when he torments people, we'll be tormented in our mind. We'll be tormented by thoughts. We'll be tormented by fear, tormented by phobias. And so here's this mother. She's crying out to Jesus because she recognizes that the demonic spirit is at work and her daughter. Now at Elevate, what you need to understand is that we recognize that there's a spiritual dimension to our lives. We're, we're not ignorant of this and, and we want to equip this church not to just go fighting in the natural. Not just trying to overcome all of the things that, 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 that gets thrown at us. We're, we don't want you just to compete in the natural. We want you to teach you to be empowered to fight in the spirit. Somebody say amen. That through Christ, we have power over all the, all the forces of the enemy. That we can shift things in the spiritual realm, all right? Breakthrough happens in the spirit before we ever notice it in the natural. It's just well, all of us have times in our lives where we've got to break through. Somebody say breakthrough. We gotta break through. And so we believe in a spiritual dimension. And you know you can't fight spiritual problems with natural remedies. In other words, you can't medicate a demon. It doesn't work. You can try, but it, 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 it doesn't work. A demon has to be evicted, has to be cast out. Happy Mother's Day. Or it has to be delivered. <laughs> All right. So this mama, she recognizes what's happening to her daughter, and she recognizes that it's from the devil, all right? And she knows that, that Jesus, the Savior, 
She knows that this guy here has been sent to destroy the works of the devil. Like it's made plain that he came, the reason he's here is to, is to destroy the works of the devil and surely her, her problem would get Jesus' attention because it's right up his alley. Her daughter is tormented by the devil. He came to destroy the works of the devil. Hey, my problem lines up with his vision. I mean, this is like a, kind of a no-brainer. And she also knows probably that Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Suffer not the little children. And so she's like, this, this, my problem is right up God's alley. It's right up Jesus' alley. You, it's a no-brainer for him. He came to destroy the works of the devil. My daughter's possessed by one. And she's a kid, and he likes kids. So she comes and she's pleading with Jesus, but the Bible says in verse 23, but he answered her, not a word. I promise it says it. He answered her, not a word. He, he just ignores her. He just completely blows her off and he's, he says nothing, not a word. And so I'm, what I think can happen is this mama is gonna teach us a lesson. And, and the lesson is this, what do you do when you're in crisis and heaven is silent? I mean, what do you do when you're walking through hell, all hell's breaking loose, and it seems like God's not saying nothing? What we gotta realize is this, is that God is always speaking, we're just not always dialed in. That's just the way it is, we're not always, we're not always listening. God's always broadcasting, but we're not always hearing what he's saying. And you say, well, how do you know this? I'm so glad you asked, because Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I think toward you. Notice it doesn't say, I know the thoughts I think about you. Because if God was thinking thoughts about me, he'd probably like shaking his head, you know, like, oh my God, Adam, dude, oh. If he's thinking thoughts about me, they're probably not great. So he can't think thoughts about us because we're messed up. So he has to do something else. He thinks thoughts towards us. He's thinking God thoughts towards us. Are, are, you, with me? are you with me today? He loves you too much to think about you. What he thinks about you is not great, all right? Because <laughs> we're messed up. But so instead, he just thinks thoughts towards you. What kind of thoughts are they? Well, look what it says. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And so what God's doing is he's thinking thoughts toward you. He's thinking thoughts of peace, of comfort, of hope, of future. He's thinking them toward you, all right? He's thinking them towards you, and he's just hoping that one of those God thoughts you'll get. That just one of those God thoughts will land in some soil that, that can produce something that will take root. He's just hoping that one of those God thoughts can be planted in the soil of your soul and would, would begin to sprout up something good. The problem is this. Most of God's thoughts get, get rejected. They just get rejected. And there's a lot of reasons, but, but, but a lot of them have to do with our own, with our own self-worth. Because we start to, God starts, a, a, a God thought begins to come in and we just think, well, I don't understand how that's possibly happened to me. You know, I'm not qualified for this. How could that ever happen? And a lot of times we dismiss God's thoughts because of our past, because of things we've been through, how messed up we are. But God just keeps broadcasting. He, he just keeps broadcasting those thoughts. And here's the thing, they keep getting intercepted by interference. That's, that's just the truth, but it doesn't stop God. He's constantly thinking, this should make you happy, thinking thoughts toward you, hoping 
believing that just one of them will break through and then one of those thoughts is gonna make it through that, that, that all of a sudden a thought will hit you and you're like, oh, God does have a plan. Oh, there is a future for my life. My best days are ahead and greater is he that's in me. And all of a sudden, maybe one of those, those thoughts will take root and project you forward in your life. God's always speaking. That's what you gotta understand. We're, not, we're just not always on the same frequency. It's like God's on FM and we're on Actually, God's on serious satellite HD radio, and we're stuck on AM. You know what I mean? It's like we're like we're, we're trying to find God. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, we're we're trying to dial in, but there's so much interference. You know what I'm talking about? And what we've got to learn to do is dial into the right frequency. So what do you do when all hell's breaking up, breaking loose, and heaven seems silent? Now, I've always had a I've always had a problem with this, like. Does that seem like sometimes you have to pray for the same thing over and over and over again? Come on, have you ever, have you ever thought like, man, why do we have to keep, you know, I, I, I prayed for my son, I prayed for my daughter over and over and over again, and it just seems like nothing's happening. Anybody ever felt like that before? Like, this is so stupid. Like, like why do I gotta keep doing it? it? The Bible says that he knows my needs before I even ask. So why do I need to ask? Like, if he already knows, why do I gotta ask? Why do I gotta keep asking? It just doesn't seem, why do I need to pray at all? If he already knows, like, what in the world am I wasting my time for? God, just get on with it. Fix it. Does anybody think like me or is that just me? Like, I just don't get it. So Jesus, he probably understood that we'd have a problem with this. So, so when he's teaching his disciples to pray in Luke chapter 18, he gives this illustration. And the illustration is of this persistent widow. And so we could try to picture this the best we can. I'll, I'll try my best to help you today. But, but basically, she, is, she, has a, a, she, she wants justice. She's demanding justice for a particular issue in her life. And so she's going to this judge, and the Bible says that he has no fear of God and really doesn't care about people. And so now she's trying to present her case to this judge that really doesn't care. And so, and so this is a picture of, of her coming every day. And so the courthouse opens, she walks through the door, justice, I want justice, give me justice, 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 justice. And finally the security have to drag her away, pull her out, she's like, justice, I want justice. The, the judge is just like freaking out, you know, and oh, man, thank you guys, thanks for getting rid of her, sorry, sorry you had to go through that. Next day, nine o'clock, justice, I want justice, 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 justice. I mean, you can just picture it, the, the judge is frightened, you know, he's sitting there like, oh my God, get her out of here, and they, they pull her out, they drag her, justice, justice. Man, it's not the time to. <laughs> Never again. Never allowing that to happen to me again. Look it. When you get offended, you say, you know what? Pull your seat up a little closer. I'm sitting here at the table. I'm, I'm at the table. There's something powerful when you can understand from this mama's example how to overcome resistance is through persistence. When you can understand that then when you have feelings of inadequacy and you feel like you're on the outside and you feel excluded, the answer to that we can learn from this mama is to worship. She was born on the outside, but worship moved her into the inside. And we can learn from this mama how to overcome offense because, because if we can stay at the table, if we can keep coming back to the table, let me tell you what happened 
happens at the table. Psalm 23, five says this, that you prepare a table for, before me in the presence of my enemies. That means that in the middle of my trial, in the middle of the biggest storm of my life, when I'm going through all out, out hell, when the enemies are surrounding me, I'm sitting at the table of God. I can't hear from you. I'm wondering where you are. I feel excluded. I feel inadequate. I'm offended, but I'm gonna stay at my table. And the result of that is my cup overflows. I'm staying here. I'm staying put. There's something about the table of God. Somebody shout amen. Come on. When you're under attack, the best place to be is under the table of God. God says, sit down, be refreshed, be restored. We can learn a lot from this mama. Come on, we can learn a lot from this mama. How, how many wanna take a lesson from this mama right here? Come on, how many take, wanna take a lesson from this mama right here? So God, we come before you on this Mother's Day. God, we know that many times, all throughout your word, you used a mama to save the day. We see illustration after illustration after illustration. Lord, and there's just something that you've put in the, the makeup of a mom. So we thank you for that. We thank you for the, 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 the moms in our lives. Thank you for the moms in our lives. Yeah, I, I always am reminded that there's something that God places in a woman. It's a spirit, it's a nurturing spirit. And there's some people here today and you don't have children, but you still have that spirit. When you come into this house, you're so valuable to this place. I see many, I mean, I see many women that serve in our nursery and our children's ministry and, and, and impact generations of kids. And the reason is, is because there's something that God placed inside of you that's so unique, it's so valuable. And sometimes the devil would try to lie to you and bring, bring feelings of, of, of hurt, especially on days like today. But I'm here today to tell you that you're special. God created you and put inside of you a spirit, the spirit of a, the nurturing spirit of a mom that you can impact so many people, so many, so many people with that. Some of us here today, I just, I just wanna thank you, Lord, for all of the, the, the moms in this room. Can we, just, can we just thank the Lord for it? All the, so many kids that come to this church, so many young people, and we thank you for the moms that work with them every single day, that pray for them every single day, we're so excited at what's gonna come apart, come about from that. In Jesus' name, In Jesus' name. Lord, all those that are attempting to, 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 to enter into motherhood, Lord, I pray you'd bless them with children. Lord, we pray blessing of children. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. On this Mother's Day, Mama wants to teach you a lesson. What do you do when heaven's silent? What do you, what do, you do when there's resistance between you and God? And it just seems like you're not hearing from him and he's not hearing you. What do you do? Well, we can learn from this mama that we just stay persistent. Persistence moves the heart. Some of you have been trying to, to been going for breakthrough for a very long time. You've been waiting for breakthrough. You've been praying for breakthrough for a very long time and you feel like giving up. I'm here to encourage you not, don't give up. Don't, don't lose heart. You will reap if you faint not. Maybe you're here today, you say, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna double up my efforts and begin to seek God like I've never, seen, never sought Him before. 
I'm gonna begin to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna increase my persistence and believe God for a breakthrough. Maybe that's you and you say, that's me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna acknowledge that before the Lord right now. Just lift your hand. It could, be, it could be right now in your family, in your marriage, in your relationship with your kids. It could be an addiction problem that you have, maybe a financial area, whatever it is. And you say, you know, I've been praying for a long time regarding this and I haven't seen the answer I'm looking for, but I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna double down like Daniel did and believe God for breakthrough. That's you, come on, let me see your hand all over this room. Right there, right there, right there, right there. All over this room, hands, 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 hands. Lift them up high so I can see them right back there. I wanna pray with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Back there, right over here, right over here. Come on, come on, come on. Can we pray right now in Jesus' name? Come on, in Jesus' name, come on. Thank you, Lord. Maybe the, maybe those of you that lifted your hands just right now, just maybe 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 stand up or lift your hand up. I wanna pray for you, I wanna pray for you. Just maybe you raise, if you, if you raise your hand, just stand up, all of this place right here, all the way back here, back here, back here. Come on, right now, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, thank you, Lord, thank you. I mean, if you're sitting, maybe, maybe you'd stretch your hands out towards these that, are, that are, are, are doubling down on persistence. They've been experiencing resistance and they're doubling down with persistence. Come on, would you pray for them that God would give them strength and courage to fight, Lord, right now. God, we thank you for these right now that are standing right now. I pray right now, come on, would you pray for them? In Jesus' name, Lord God, to fight through, to push through. Lord, the picture of that persistent widow, Lord, that, let that be a description of us, God, right now. We, we make an attempt, God, to push through and break through in the spirit. We know, we know that there are forces in the spirit realm, God, trying to intercept, Lord, our communication and your communication with us, Lord, but we're going to be persistent. We're going to keep praying, Lord. We're going to believe for breakthrough. We know it's coming. We know it's coming. Come on, Jesus, we believe for breakthrough. Breakthrough in our finances. Breakthrough in our marriage. Breakthrough with our children. Breakthrough on our job. Breakthrough on a healing. God, we're going to be persistent, Lord. We're going to we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep fighting in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. The second thing this mama taught us is is that sometimes in life we're not gonna feel like we measure up. Well, sometimes it's gonna feel like we're on the outside. And a lot of times that happens to us, where we just feel like, man, I, I, I'm just not. I'm just not what God's looking for. I, I must not be the. I must not, I must not, you know, qualify because of, you know, maybe I'm a, I feel a little bit on the outside. I think all of us go through times like that. I, all of us do. We fought through it in junior high, you know? We felt like a pimple was keeping us on the outside. You know what I mean? Like we just felt like we weren't, we didn't measure up because of the way we dressed or, so we tried so hard to fit in. And, and the thing about it is, is a lot of us, we kind of bring that into our life with God. That same kind of thing, like somehow we just have these feelings like, man, I just, but listen, God looks at you and he says, you're, you're valuable. Uh, you matter to me, you're, you're, you're important. And so a lot of times when we feel that inadequacy, what do we do? Well, I think the answer we see in, the, in, in, in this woman, that Jesus said to her, you're excluded. And her response was worship. Her response is worship. You know, a lot of times I can come to church and I don't feel like worshiping. I know, you, I know you see me and I'm, I'm, go, I'm going for it. 52 Sundays a year that I'm worshiping, that's the same, it doesn't ever change. But I don't feel the same every, every Sunday. I don't feel, sometimes I just don't feel it. But I continue to worship. There's, there's, there's something that you gotta grab a hold of that, that we don't worship because we feel like worshiping. We worship because we love God. We worship because we love God and, and, and God inhabits the praises of his people. And so when we worship, we're, we're saying, God, come here, be here in this place. 
I, I, look, I, I want you, I'm, I'm inviting you in. And, and we need to learn the value of worship, that worship moves the heart of God. Worship gives, brings favor on your life. We're a worshiping church. We're, we're, we love to celebrate what God has done. And yes, sometimes we don't feel like celebrating. Sometimes we don't have any celebration left. But here's this, here's this woman. She said, God said, you're, you're, not, you're, you're inadequate, you're excluded. And she says, you know what, God? I, I know I'm on the outside. I know I don't feel like I'm in the inner circle, but Lord, I know that worship moves your heart. Worship takes me from the outside and brings me on the inside. I want to be an insider. I want to be an insider. So I make a decision, Lord, I'm going to increase the level of my worship. If that's you in this room, you say, you know, that's me. I'm going to increase the level of my worship. Even when I don't feel like it, I'm going to worship the Lord. Even when, even when I've had the roughest day, I'm going to turn my stereo up in my car. Lord, I feel like, I feel like listening to gangster rap and yelling, but instead I'm going to lift up a shout of praise to you. I'm going to lift my voice in triumph, Lord. I'm going to worship, Lord, because I know I'm on the outside. I don't feel like it, Lord, but worship brings me into the inner court. So God, I'm making make a move towards you. Maybe you'd say, that's me. I'm going to move toward God in my worship. Would you stand to your feet, lift your hands up. That's me, Lord. I'm going to worship you, God. I'm giving you all of my heart. It belongs to you, Lord. Lord, even when I don't feel like it, even in my situation, even when I want breakthrough, and it doesn't seem to be coming. Lord, I lift up my voice to worship you, to worship you, God, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, Lord, and I'm not allowing anything to cause me to walk away from the table, but instead I'm moving toward the table because I realize there's just one crumb, one crumb that falls from the master's table is more than enough, God, to meet every need that I have, Lord, to meet every requirement of my life, so I give you my praise, I give you my worship, it belongs to you, God. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a shout of praise right where you are. Come on, lift up your voice and say, God, thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. You're so good. You're so worthy, God. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come, You're all we want. You're all we from heaven. I've never experienced what you're talking about, this relationship that God provides. 
It's all kind of, it's all kind of foreign to me. Maybe, I've, maybe you've been to church many times in your life, but maybe coming here today, you see people just excited about God, excited about the things of God, and you don't really get it. You don't really understand. Well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what you're seeing. You're seeing people that have experienced freedom, hope, deliverance. See, that woman in the story, it describes all of us. We have no right to experience salvation from Jesus. We have no right. We don't deserve anything that he's done. It's only by his grace, his loving kindness, we even have, a, have hope. Thankful for Jesus today because he loved us so much that he gave his life so that we could experience freedom. And, and the reason you see the joy and the excitement and the passion in this room is because you're seeing people that once were so messed up and so bound and so, so, so we've come to Jesus and he's changed our life. Changed it completely, completely changed it. And so I wanna invite anyone here, you say, you know what, man, I, I want that. I know about God, I know all the, but I want that. Whatever that is, that's what I want. It's easy to have that, you can have that today. It happens, it happens just by, by inviting Jesus to be your Lord and saying, you know what, I, enough of me, I need him, I need him. So I'm gonna empty myself of myself. I'm gonna stop trying to do it by myself and I'm gonna give Jesus an opportunity to take control, to be my Lord, to be my savior, to be my master. I'm gonna make a decision to follow him. Maybe you're here today and say, you know what, I want that. I want a relationship with God. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to pray with you today. I'd love to introduce you to Jesus. If that's you, all of this room, just real quick, maybe you'd lift your hand. Maybe that's you, that's me. I wanna give my life to Jesus. I wanna give my life to Jesus. Is there anyone at all? Anyone at all, all over, all over this building, side to side, front to back, anyone at all, anyone at all. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not, I don't know, I don't wanna do that. Why don't we all pray together? Can we, can we invite the Lord right where you're standing? I believe God can touch you right where you're at, right where you're at. Let me say this, say, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life. I've tried long enough to do things on my own. I wanna give you control. I believe you died on the cross to save me from my sin, to erase the guilt that I have. And so thank you for that. I invite you inside. I make you my Lord. I choose that from this day, I'm gonna follow you, I'm gonna serve you with all of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, Listen, first of all, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, you just need to know all of heaven is going crazy right now. They're jumping up and down, they're shouting, they're clapping, they're going nuts. But if, it, it, if you pray, I just wanna welcome you to the family of God. I say it like this, welcome aboard. It's good to have you. It's good to have you on this journey. It's the best, it's the best decision you could ever make with your life. If you prayed that today for the very first time, we're gonna have some people that are gonna be right up here in the front. We'd love to give you a book and a gift and help you in your walk with the Lord uh, as you continue as you continue forward. Maybe just answer some questions, talk to you a little bit. There are also gonna be guys up here. If you just need prayer today, you came here and said, I need prayer, I need healing. I, I got some issues in my life. I, need, I want someone to agree with me on. It, it, literally. 
really any issue, bring it up here to the front. We'll, we'll be happy to pray with you. But I just want to tell you, happy Mother's Day, everyone. Everyone, happy Mother's Day. Enjoy this day. Come on, let mom have the remote control today, guys. Come on, give mom the, let, let go. Come on, give mom the remote control. Take over the kitchen. Let mom, take good care of mom today. Have a great day, however you decide to celebrate. We love you so much. We'll see you next Sunday right here, Elevate Ministries. Have a blessed, blessed Mother's Day.